capture or identify the things that have your attention that are not on, as I say, cruise control. They're not on automatic. So let's go to the five stages of GTD. Mm -hmm. uh, how do we gain control about the situation? Well, first of all, you have to identify what's got your attention. What's not on cruise control in your kitchen, in your life, in your company, in your family? What's got your attention about any of that? That's the first thing to identify. Well, I got to start handling my college education for my kids. Oh my God, I just, I'm supposed to hire a VP. Do I decide it's a marketing VP or a finance VP? Oh my God, I got a tooth that hurts. Oh geez, do I have to call the dentist to try to get this fixed? Yes. So the first thing you have to do is identify all of those things. For most people, it takes somewhere between one and six hours just to do that. So that's step one, capture or identify the things that have your attention that are not on, as I say, cruise control. They're not on automatic. And so write those down, capture them somewhere. Step one critical. Get your head empty. Your head's a crappy office. I mean, come on, you know this. You know, your head can only manage four things maximum before it starts to uh, diminish your cognitive process. Uh, and that's new science, new cognitive science data. I knew this 35 years ago, you know, so, but now the cognitive scientists have now proven that. So get this stuff out of your head, guys. Write it down, write it anywhere, write it, but you need to write it somewhere that you'll trust, you'll see it sooner than later for steps two and three. And you should put it in one place, right? Well, as, as few places as you can. Maybe you want to record it on your iPhone and maybe you want to write it on a little note and throw it in your in-tray. You know, maybe you want to have 12 people you pay to walk around you and capture all your thoughts. You know? <laughs> That's a nice idea. All of those could work. You know, yeah. as long as they work. You just have to trust that where you tossed it, you'll see it soon enough. Because, you know, uh, the easiest thing is to write it down on some piece of paper, but the paper is not always there where you need it in the, in the moment. Oh, it is for me. I'm sorry. You know, I, I, I live with this for 35 years. Yeah, that's not yet clarified, right? But then where, where do I go to? Well, then this gets torn off and thrown into my in-tray. I can't unhook here, sorry. It gets thrown into my entry, and then before 24 hours, it's, it'll be cleaned up, and I'll pick it up and go, well, what do I need to do with that? Where does that go? Is that something I need to do? Is that something I need to reference? Is that just trash? What is it? So that's step two, is the clarification process of these things that have your attention. What are you gonna do about them? What do they mean to you? And now are they you're flying. Are they, are they a business card you collected at a, at a meeting? Are they a receipt you got for lunch with a client? Are they a note you took when you woke up at 3 a.m. this morning? What are they? And then what are you going to do with those? So just a random collection is, that's a great first start. But don't leave it there. Otherwise, that stuff crawls back up into your psyche and, and, and you know, contributes to your ambient anxiety. So we will go through that and clarify. If, if we, let's say we, we commute a lot, we fly a lot, um, then we would transpone that into some digital system, I guess. Or, I don't know, it could be a physical system. A lot of high-tech people I know are going back to paper-based system because 
they're too impatient to do clicks. For every click on your computer, you lose 60% participation. So you, you can run the whole system on, on paper and have it with you? You could. It's, a, you know, it, then it's a little bit of a pain because you can't then connect digitally with all the other stuff it connects to. So there's no system that's perfect. You can have a downside to either one. If you're totally digital, then you're constrained by your ability to be able to capture stuff uh, frequently and, and as they occur. So, so you, you, you have a mix, a hybrid. Well, my capture is primarily uh, low tech, but that's not my permanent system. My permanent system of what I need to remind it of is high tech. So I've got that in digital list. All right, what happens after clarifying? Well, then you organize the result. You pick up a note and say, oh, I need mom's birthday. Oh my God, what do I need to do next? Oh, I need to call my sister. Great. And if you can't call her right then, where do you park a reminder to call your sister? Right. That's where you need an organization, basically a list manager, that you can keep track of the things you need to be reminded of, both in terms of the action steps you need to do and the outcomes you need to complete. So give mom a birthday party goes on my project list, call and my sister to see what to do about mom's birthday goes on my action list. Once that's done, now I'm organized because I've, I've clarified the nature of what this thing is that had my attention, what I need to do about it. You know, come on, Simon, getting things done. What does done mean? Oh, mom, birthday party. Great. What does doing look like and where does it happen? Oh, at phone calls and, right? And those two things, most people actually don't do that. You're not born making, doing that cognitive process. You actually have to learn that. And so um, that's a lot of what the GTD process is that's unique about it is it teaches that thinking process. What do you need to do about that email you just opened? What do you need to decide or do about it? How do you need to clarify that? And then where are you going to park the results of that? Does that go in your reference system? Does that go in your reminder of a call to make? Does that go into your projects list that you need to keep track of until mom's birthday's done? So step three is to organize the results of that thinking if you can't finish it the moment you think about it. And now this is a moment where some systems get overcomplicated, uh, overengineered, and, um, and then it's, it becomes a burden. At least I know from myself, I tend to ex exaggerate the, the, um, the complexity and the complicatedness of it and to, to have everything there. And that's where it becomes harder to review it and then that, that's where the avoiding starts. How, how can we keep it simple? What's your experience? When did you learn to drive? To drive? Yes, a car. Um, 18 years old. Okay. And how long did it take you to learn all the moves to that? Mm, I guess months. Okay. And then once you got better, you could get, keep getting better at it, right? It, yeah, it became kind of automatic over the years. There you go. So that's the same thing as this. When does capturing, clarifying, and organizing become automatic like driving? I don't think about it. It doesn't take any extra work. It's not overcomplicated. What do you need to do, Simon, to get anything off your mind right now? How long would that take? I would write it off my mind. It takes a couple minutes. 
Yeah. And then where would you park the results once you decided what you need to do about it? I put them into my project management system, Asana. Mm -hmm. And usually right. I park them somewhere. Yeah. So it's off your mind. So uh, like, duh, when you say how overcomplicated can this be? How overcomplicated is it for you to just keep track of this stuff? that you need to be reminded about in terms of actions and outcomes. It takes as long as it takes. I coached a guy, CTO of a major financial firm in New York City. He had 140 projects. It took us two, two days just to get all that out of his head and get all that figured out. It takes as long as it takes to set it up. Once it's set up, it doesn't take you that long to review it, to reflect on it. It takes you a lot longer to try to have that bank stuff banging around in your head with it not in an external system and you're not going to then you're going to be making choices of what's latest and loudest as opposed to what's strategic and and conscious so what can teams um learn from gtd because gtd is primarily a, a personal productivity method but how does that translate to teams well the same principles apply to teams what's the outcome of the team What's the purpose of the team? What's its, what's its accountability? That team is going to be held accountable to do what, by when, by whom, right? And what's got the team's attention? If I pulled your team together right now, we went into a room and got, went to a whiteboard, what would have the team's attention right now? Right? That's all we do is capture what's not on cruise control for the team. Right. Then, we then, then we clarify. How do you define cruise control? It's not on your mind. Simon, have you, when's the last time you thought about two weeks from Wednesday where you need to be when? Two weeks when? Uh, no, next two weeks from now on Wednesday at two o'clock in the afternoon. When's the last time you thought about that? I, I never think about that. Yeah, because why? I, I will think about it when, when I check my calendar. That's of course. And you assume that the right stuff is on your calendar, on your map. Yeah. Okay. Can you translate that to what you just asked me? How do you get stuff on cruise control? You decide what it is. What's the nature of the commitment to it? Where does it need to have some park reminder that I or some appropriate person sees at the right time? Then it's off your mind. Then it's on cruise control. That, that doesn't mean it's finished. It just means you're appropriately engaged with it. There's not something you still need to decide or organize about it. Appropriate engagement. Mm -hmm. The highest calling right now is to be of service. So the best sales is to not sell at all, but instead to serve the people you care about. Selling is telling. So who do you serve? And how do you serve them? The quality of this experience makes the difference. If you want our experts to go over your current sales funnel and really dive into the experience and the needs of your clients at each conversion point and make it a wow experience, then you are in luck because we have an exercise for you. Our 15-minute sales audit and one-on-one -on -one coaching with a world-class sprint coach. Fill out a couple of questions about your sales funnel and you will have clarity. In your personalized coaching session, you will get clarity on your number one bottleneck, three ideas on how to accelerate your growth, 
and a tangible sales map on how to double your conversions. Go to strategysprints.com sales and do our 15-minute free sales audit today.